So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Keaton. And I'm Danny, and we're Daisy Grenade. And we're asking them some questions today about their upcoming EP, Sophomore Slump. So congrats on that, by the way. How are you guys feeling about the response to the announcement so far? Yeah, it's been good. I mean, I feel like for a debut EP, it's pretty been pretty cool. Very overwhelming. The EP was very good. Yeah. I listened to it earlier. Oh, yeah. It banged. Oh, thanks. It banged. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad you guys like it. Awesome. Of course. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the EP title or cover art? Um, I, yeah, yeah, there is. Um, well, first of all, we thought it would be just simply funny because it is our debut EP and calling it mm-hmm. sophomore slump is funny mm-hmm. um, to me. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone else will think it's funny, but I do. Um, and I talked about this a little bit when we released our lead single. Um I kind of just liked the idea of like a lot of the themes of the record are like a lot of sort of like adolescent or like teenage like fears and I don't know like feelings that like come up like in your like adolescent age so I think the sophomore slump is like the second time around like them coming back sort of in your adulthood and like not knowing how to deal with them Mm -hmm. um was kind of my thought on it um it also is a subtle nod to a follow boy song Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, so there was a lot of things that went into it. It was not the original title of the EP. It was originally called something else. And then, um, a very big pop punk band dropped a single with that title. So we were like, oh, you shouldn't use that. So, <laughs> but I like it. I think that it actually encapsulates a little bit more of what we were going for. So, yeah. Daisy Grenade's also like the second iteration of this project for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, it's a different name. Um, it was a different similar but a different thing before it became what it is so it is our sophomore year of <laughs> it's our sophomore track of band yeah. oh well, yeah. can, can you share the original name of the ep are you guys holding on to it for something else no 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 i don't think so it was originally the original name was called pity party okay and then oh. um, stand atlantic yeah. dropped mm-hmm. like literally a month before we were like ready to put it into distro we were like I feel like we shouldn't use this. And they had like a pretty big rollout. So we were like, okay. Yeah, I don't think that would have went over well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably it wouldn't have gone over well with them. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the CP? Sure. We've been, um, for the better part of the last year, we've been sending each other voice memos back and forth. That's yeah. how we started uh, writing. We started writing for fun. And then we'd be like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And then we would just keep adding on that way. Because uh, we were writing kind of pandemic times. So we weren't together for a lot of it. And yeah, I think we, I, I'll speak for both of us. I think we both listen to a lot of the same kind of music and find inspiration from same similar genres and artists. Um, so that definitely influences what we're writing at the time. Um, but each song, it's different. Sometimes we start with lyrics. Sometimes we start with a melody. Sometimes we start with a sentence. Like for, I mean, like literally for MILF, I remember Keith texted me one day and was like, MILF, memory I'd like to forget. And I'm like, that's good. Let's that make is. that a song. And then we did. Yeah. <laughs> and there are, no, there are no co-writes on this one, except for Babe Blackout obviously isn't fully ours, but there are no co-writes on this one. So it literally was just me and Danny like going back and forth. Whereas like the next EP, I think soon, um, is 
all co-writes. So it's like all like, you know, sessions that we took and people that we met and stuff. So this one feels very like much more, I think, personal and not necessarily even personal in the, in the way of like they're like such like the songs are even about our lives because like none of them really are like I, at least like our lives like at present but mm-hmm. but they just feel a little bit more they were just among like the first group of songs we ever wrote for this project so it just feels really personal so yeah, yeah I was looking at like the writing credits on on the debut single and I was like holy shit Pete Wentz, like, what, what, like, can, can we talk about that for a second? Like, how you guys linked up with all those people that you wrote with? We actually didn't write, we got credit on it just because we, we redid the arrangement like quite a bit. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. but it was Baby Blackout was a song written for Pete, uh, Pete's project with BB Rexa, like back in the early 2000s or like mid 2000s for the Black Cards. Um, and so we got linked up with Pete through our manager who I went to high school with. Oh, cool. She oh. works on TV projects. She's a TV writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and she works with Pete on, uh, he's her music supervisor on a lot of stuff. Um, and they kind of talked about, I'm answering two questions while answering one question. <laughs> but um, they'd kind of, they'd kind of uh, talked about sort of like bringing up an artist together, specifically like female artists. They had talked about bringing, um, in like an emo band, like a girl, a female emo band, um, at least female fronted. Um, and Hannah sort of, our manager sort of found me on, refound me on Instagram um, and kind of took this on. And that was like one of the first things that we started working on with P. He was like, I had this song that never got released. Um, and it was like a very different version of it. I posted a TikTok like a while ago of like the three different versions we went through before it ended up being the version that we got. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first, yeah, the first version, the demo is BB and it's like very sort of like poppy 2000s. Like the production is cool. It's just like not really our vibe, but we loved the lyrics and the, the melody so much folk melody. Um, and then we tried it again with like a hyper pop mix of it. Oh, it was hmm. like really different. I think we might release it at some point because it's just, it yeah. bangs. It's so good, but it's yeah, just like, good not wasn't right for the project like wasn't right for the cp um our friends produced it and it's really really good um which is like it was like a charlie xcx mm-hmm. sort of vibe um and then we obviously ended on this one which alex suarez produced which i don't know if he's credited as a writer i don't think on that one but um he has produced it and so yeah so those guys wrote it's like pete and like sam hollander and like all those like really really heavy hitters from like the early 2000s and still now they're writing a lot again but um yeah we just got really lucky honestly with that that they were willing to to give us that one and to be able to reimagine it in the way that fit you know our project and our vision was really cool and also to have the other versions of it is really sick too like that will always be there and i think like i said i do think that we'll probably release the hyper pop version because people seem to really like it okay oh, that, yeah. that's good <laughs> yeah yeah uh, do you know if pete has heard your reimagined version oh yeah oh, so we yeah. work with pete really closely so oh. we um oh. yeah so, <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah right yeah he's definitely heard it he heard all the versions leading up to it he was like yeah. very involved and is still very involved he did he made our uh EP art he did our or he didn't do it but his person did it so and he was very helpful with like conceptualizing everything and yeah 
okay, cool. <laughs> we could talk about this for hours. I didn't expect that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, working with him is amazing. He's great. He's just very clearly cares about what he does and the people he's working with. Um, and he's very generous with his time and thoughts and ideas and is very helpful in guiding our creative decisions, but also giving us the power, power to make decisions that that we want to make and without stepping on any stuff. He'll be just like, I think this is an idea. You don't have to do it. And we're like, well, we're going to listen to you. You're Pete Wentz, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, no, it's, it's a really great working relationship. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. So I want you two to tell us your favorite lyric off this EP and the meaning behind it. Oh man, that's a tough one. I think I have mine. Do you want to go first? Do you have one? No, no. That's a really hard question. Go, go, go. Um, I know what song I'm pulling mine from, but I need to now whittle it down in my brain. I have to think of how it goes. Hold on. Um, Oh my god! I might you need can to look at the right lyrics. Now. Yeah, no shame in that. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, like, I, what I don't sing it. I like don't remember the lyrics when we play live, so doing this without that is hard. Um, I am gonna. I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going no, to I'm like. No, I'm so kind glad of, you're going first. I am gonna answer, but like not in the way you want me to. I am choosing the entire bridge to borderline. That's fine. Well, okay. <laughs> it is yeah, the line. one line long. out of the song. It is one long sentence. It is rambly. Um, and I, when I was writing that particular section, I was like, it just kind of like poured out in a way that I had never experienced before while writing. I'm usually like really thinking hard about it. And it kind of just, I was like sitting in the classroom I was teaching in at the time. Um, absolutely not playing any music or listening to any music, just in, sitting in a second grade classroom. And like the whole bridge kind of came out of this imagined scenario um, for me, but it drew on a lot of personal um, experiences and feelings that I've had. So it wasn't necessarily about an actual thing happening, but it was truthful in what it was talking about. Um, and it just kind of poured and I was like, whoa. And I really like um, some of the wordplay and like the rhythmic back and forth and some of the sentences hang on and like go on to the next line and stuff like that. Will you so. give us a dramatic reading of the lyrics, please? Wow. <laughs> We'd love that. Yes. All okay. right. I want to hear what they sound like when you speak Are them. Are you ready? <laughs> mm -hmm. Can you make this all better? Hurry up and forget her. Look how much smaller I can be. Does she know what you promised? I'm just being honest. You said that you'd spend your life with me or you were going to die trying, but you're still alive and this panic is taking over me. So ditch her and come home now. I can't be alone. How you told me I'd never have to be. God, Hell man. yes. Those are good. Wow. But, I really yeah. had to think about that. I was thinking hard just now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like literally in my head like, like how does this go? Yeah. Um, anyway, that's my answer. For me, I really like the second verse of Real Horror Show. Um, and I think my favorite lyric, probably my favorite lyric I've ever written is um, caffeine and benzos. What do I say? Morning routine, brew up bullshit, caffeine and benzos. Kid, you got this. And then what comes after that? They'll pry your eyes open till they bleed, but they don't want you to see. And then I also really like the lyrics. Sorry, I'm being so annoying, but I really like the lyrics okay. doing the backstroke through Tent City. I win the race. I think that might be my favorite like little couplet. 
Um, and that whole song is like the the title and like some of the lyrics are like clockwork orange references Uh um i don't know if anyone got that but it's like sort of about just like the like blatant and like utter disregard to like for me it was like about the planet and like the climate like the like they'll pry your eyes open like they're like look at this thing that we're that's really bad like this thing is really bad and we're all gonna die probably but like no one does anything about it like the like stagnantness other word um of like the culture while still like sort of like making us watch these horrible things like I remember there was a lyric that didn't make it that Danny said to me one time that was like watching a war on TikTok or something like that like just like having these like sort of really like just horrible images and like like the news and like the like I feel like we're like inundated so inundated with information all the time but then like completely paralyzed and not doing anything Mm -hmm. so the doing the backstroke was like about like homeless encampment encampments like being flooded and like having to swim through them was like the imagery in my mind um powerful yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, before we move on Danny we want to meet your dog please Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is Lola. Um, she is a rescue from Puerto Rico. She Ooh. is going to be four years old in June. I can't believe that. She's a Gemini. Oh, four. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she is my baby and my child. And I am her mother. She is so she cute. She used to hate me, but now we're friends. That's yeah. good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, One more thing before we move on. Danny, you mentioned are you a second grade teacher? I was for a year during the pandemic. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was going to ask if you've ever gotten uh, your kids involved in your music at all. Wow. I guess, (laughs) you know what? We were doing a lot of writing during the time that I was in those classrooms, and I'm sure there was inspiration from what I was going through. Teaching's not for me. I'm glad I had the experience, (laughs) but I definitely learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure indirectly they were involved. <laughs> and then a couple of Fridays we had a little jam sessions outside oh. where I played guitar and we all sang and it was very cute. Um, oh, <laughs> that's adorable. I love that. Um, so where was your headspace at while you guys were uh, writing the CP? Second grade oh classroom. Honestly, for a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what I was doing. I was working my old job that I have since quit. Um, and I think, I and correct me if I'm wrong. When we were writing a lot of this, it wasn't like with EP goal in mind. We were kind yeah. of just in like this new thing where we were writing for the first time together, and the project was very new. So a lot of it was just writing for like, let's see what, what we can get, what we can get, what we can do, how we like to work and stuff like that. And then we ended up honing in on the ones that fit the project the best. We just kind of kept writing. We were just writing and writing and writing and writing. We like took some sessions out in LA and took some sessions here and kind of just decided in the end. And we, we had like, I think we at the end of, before we like decided, that this was the project, that this EP was the project. We had probably like 30 demos like sitting in wow. a Dropbox, right? Was it something like we that? We have um, a lot. We, 
Yeah, we have. Wow. But yeah, we we wrote just we just wrote a lot before we decided that these were the ones, and it was funny because like it just ended up being the ones that were just her and I in the very beginning that just sort of like hit, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's right. I think we just. And I think that's kind of why it made sense as a project is because we didn't really mean it to be. All of a sudden, we were just like, oh, it's these five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yep. five. I was going to say four. <laughs> these five that just like fit, that seemed to just sort of like puzzle piece themselves together. Yeah. And it was all while we were finding the sound, trying to like fine tune what the band is. What's the aesthetic? What's the sound? What's the what's the what's the vibe Mm -hmm. and um these five were like oh i think that's the vibe and this is all of course with help from our manager and pete and we also work with spencer smith and then our wonderful producer alex does everybody helping kind of give little feedback here and there helping us like figure it out and also like suarez who produced it like he really helped sort of like define a sound and and define like what we, we met up with him, Pete and Spencer, like, hooked us up with him in, like, probably, like, what, like, March of last year? Cool. April, maybe? Uh, mm-hmm. About a year ago. And we did, the first song we did was MILF, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And we just kind of brought it to him, and I was, we were like, what do you think? Because we don't, I don't know, I'm a ter- I'm terrible at even making demos myself. So I mm-hmm. can barely like get logic to like open on my computer. So <laughs> I'm working enough. on that. I'm going to get better at it, but it's <laughs> just not my strength and I don't know anything about it. And so we just kind of didn't know what we were going to do like production wise. Like we had our friends who are a little bit more, they did the hyper pop version and just a little bit more inclined towards that sort of style, which we weren't sure was like the direction we were going to go. Mm-hmm. So Alex really, really helped with that like I think he is hugely to um, I was about to say to blame hugely to um his credit, he's like responsible he's responsible he's responsible for us I really wanted to make merch that said where Pete wants his problem now but I feel like that might not go over well yes um, maybe we can make it with Alex too where Alex wants his issue and that's definitely true um <laughs> But yeah, he is just hugely too. It's it's a lot of his influence um, as well on the sound of this record. So, yeah. Unclear if we answered your question, but yeah, I think you did. Yeah, said something. Kind of we went both this said way something. and yeah, eventually yeah, answered it, which is good. <laughs> uh, and one more thing, you mentioned that you had. 30 odd demos you sifted through them you got five songs that you wanted for this ep and then earlier you mentioned that you have another ep that you're working on right now did any of those leftover demos get put onto this ep or did you guys just start fresh yeah actually like the reason we kind of decided we wanted to start with another project was a demo that came out of a trip to la last fall Mm. um with some producers and some writers that we just really clicked with like kind of instantaneously and got this demo back and we were like, Oh, that is like the sound. That's the sound for the next EP for sure. Like it just was like very clear that there was like a, a direction. Um, so we're actually going out next week. Oh, wow. Ooh. This record, the second record. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Exciting. It was like the one, the one demo was what inspired this next project but everything else we're writing fresh for yeah for this project and all those other demos just 
sit and sit and sit. They may they may see the light of day. They may not. Well, B sides, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, how do you recommend your fans to listen to this EP for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, start with headphones on? Is it a workout album, party EP? Sorry. What do you guys personally recommend? Oh, I love that. I don't know. That's a good question. It's definitely like I don't know. I think I think it is a really great album EP whatever <laughs> that you can like it's some it thinks feels like something I could sit alone in my house and like blast and be like alone being like yeah, this is great, but also I feel you should share it with friends who are who may also jam and then you can have you can jump up and down and scream together which i think could be fun we do sure. it all the time yeah exactly <laughs> it feels it feels like a walking album to me like it feels like a we live in new york so we walk a lot mm-hmm. but it feels like a like a trekking album okay. yeah <laughs> that's right all right interesting it's like when you're you have headphones on and you're like i'm the main character kind yeah, of yeah it's that i think for me you're when you're like on you're the walking like it's your window. it's your coming of age movie like soundtrack where yes, you're on totally. the bus, so you're on that's kind of what it feels like for me it's my coming of age soundtrack for sure all right, all right. That's i am 25 it. but but <laughs> We're always coming of age. Exactly. <laughs> Love that. Uh, so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this EP for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Both of you have to do it. Okay. Um, oh, my God. That's so hard. Top of my head. Mm-hmm. The first word that came to my mind is glittery. I don't uh-huh. know uh, what that means. Um, it's glittery. It's grungy. And it's, ah, I don't know. It's loud. That's there what I go. would say. There yeah. Loud, right. glittery, and grungy. I feel like that sums it up pretty well. Okay. All right. For sure. Tis bubbly. Ooh. Tis, tis cheeky. Okay. Ooh. And it is also deep. <laughs> no, I want to redact that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, right. locked in now. Stick with it. Stick with it. That's it. <laughs> uh, so, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this EP to invoke in your listeners? Yeah, nostalgia. Ooh, nostalgia. Yeah, I'm not sure for what, <laughs> but okay. Fair enough. In yeah. sound, in in vibe, in feeling. I don't know. You ever hear a song and you're just like, I feel like I'm somewhere in the past that I was having a good time, but I don't know. It's like how I feel when I listen to 90s music. Like I was like four, <laughs> but I still get like a nostalgic feeling for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how I feel about this. I think I should just make you feel like I really feel like it should just make you feel like the main character. That's how I feel. I feel like it should just like, it should feel like your uh, like, I want it to feel like your own, like when you're listening to it, like, I don't want it to feel like, I hope that people feel connected to it in a way that it's like, feels like their own words or like, feels like, I, I hope that we captured like an air of relatability to the point where people like feel like an ownership not an ownership over it but you know what I mean like like just the yeah like 
feel related to it or feel I don't know yeah connected seen, yeah I guess yeah I get exactly, that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. So, what is your favorite memory that you guys made uh, while creating this EP? I'm really trying to think of like the time we were writing this. It felt like so long that I'm like, oh my god, what, can I even boil it down? <laughs> we played our first gig as a full band, like smack in the middle of while this was being written. Mm-hmm. Um, and though a lot of the a couple of the songs didn't exist yet, they were in the works at the time. Um, so I'm always brought, it was like summertime. We played our first gig. It was a massive crowd at this cool, like outdoor street festival that we were asked to play at. And, um, it wasn't even like the full members of the band as they are now. It was a different, but it was just still the first time the band was like actualized. Mm-hmm. And I think cause this EP is so like, it's the first thing. And then it makes me think of the first gig. That's cool. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Our friends used to have this apartment on in the East Village that was like a COVID apartment, like huge. And like they got this crazy deal. So we would spend like a lot of time there last summer. They've since moved and it was very sad. It was like end of an era. But I remember like walking after we'd had dinner with our manager for the first time ever, sort of like coaxing her into managing us. and she was like hey like I think um I was walking from dinner with her to this apartment because a bunch of my friends were there and her, her texting us being like hey like I think Pete wants to like give you this song that he has like which was Baby Blackout and I remember just like listening to this record that is so like indicative of that time for me um like that summer last summer listening to that record, walking down the street, just being like, like, (laughs) just like not sort of like beginning to realize kind of like what we were doing, like, I think for the first time. Yeah. And then also like one, not (laughs) one more was when we were in LA. I don't know if you remember this day. We were in LA and we had like one day off, like someone had canceled the session. We like had some time off when we were walking around and we had these like cans of wine because we were like, (laughs) hadn't really had a time, like for like a break at all. And we'd had like, no, it wasn't because we had a crazy session in the morning that had ended. And then we had the, the evening off and I remember like, we were like walking down. And I would just look at her and I was like, I don't think like either of us understand like what we've gotten ourselves into, like not in a bad way, but I just was like, it was just a moment of like, I think we really need to zoom out for a second. Like this is insane. Mm-hmm. And those two moments like stick out in my mind of just being like, I feel like I will, re- you know, when you have a moment, you're like, I'm going to remember this. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like those two moments stick out in my mind as like moments to remember. Oh, very sick. You guys <laughs> had good picks. Yeah. That was good. Oh, <laughs> smile. Yeah. Uh, so if the project was a dish, what dish would the band be? <laughs> just to, you know, swerve off to the side for a second. <laughs> Have you seen when Demi Lovato answers this question? They're like, what's your favorite dish? Mm-hmm. And she's like, a mug. That like, is yeah, wants mug. to be my answer. Oh my God. <laughs> no. um, I don't know. <laughs> like meal? Like a, a, like a food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is like... Dang. I feel like this is a you question. I feel like you'll know the answer to this. I love reason. food, but I don't know what the answer is. The only thing that's coming to my brain is like a, a sandwich. Like a good, 
sandwich. <laughs> like a sub. You know when you have like a sandwich that just like Oh my hits? god. Wait, you know what it is? Have you ever had blimpy? It's a blimpy sub. <laughs> you get that though? I get it. That's really specific. I but think it can be whatever sub. Whatever sub you need it to be. I'm it thinking it's a blimpy sub. Okay, for for you it's a blimpy sub. Okay. <laughs> what kind of what kind of sub no, is it for you, Danny? I'm not I don't know. One I get to make myself. Like like from like the bodega. Okay. Like when oh, I go okay. up to the counter and I get to build my own. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a build that makes sense also to me. Just yeah. so you know. Because nice. you're curious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? I'm loving these food-centric questions. We love food um, here. Yeah, we love food. <laughs> so do we. Um, my great-grandmother's red sauce with fresh pasta and then um, a dirty martini. Nice. Vodka. Oh, <laughs> yeah that's it take me out Delicious. that's right. it <laughs> i'm gonna go for my mom makes this thai it sounds weird but it's really good this thai peanut sauce pizza with chicken okay and it's so good it was mm-hmm. my last meal before i went to college and it would be my last meal before i died and i'm gonna go with a very dry very expensive champagne okay all right. Perfect. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Incredible question. Um, Shrek. Did you just say Shrek? Shrek? I said Shrek's world, oh hands down, god. like fairy tale. <laughs> oh my god! Town, wherever that might be, not the swamp. That's his. Oh, I will okay. not go to his swamp. I will live. Oh my god! Like in Duma? the adjacent. Your answer to this mm, question is like Duloc? <laughs> like outskirts of Duloc. Like in the woods. <laughs> wow. You know, you really I'm gonna leave you to me. that. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't gotten Shrek. So I'm gonna I'm gonna no. oh my God. Let me live my life. You're locking it in, man. She's new too. <laughs> she you. just goes Shrek. <laughs> Holy shit. No um, every time I walk through Forest Hills Gardens, I say, this is beautiful. This looks like somewhere that like the people from Shrek would live. <laughs> and I say, this is where I want to live. <laughs> Little stone cottages. There's ivy everywhere. There's... When I'm living That's, there. Get that. I feel like I have a good answer, but now I'm like. You can't top Shrek, so. No, I know. I literally can't yeah. top Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would go with like my inclination is to say <laughs> I don't think I can say that do you guys, do you guys ever read the Magic Treehouse books? yes Yes. Mm-hmm. I think I might live in that world that sounds really fun to me to be able to For go sure. to like anywhere in Magic Treehouse I'm going to say that I'm locking that in alright I haven't thought about that book series in in ages. I still it have was them like on the my first bookshelf. thing that came to my mind. I was like, okay, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a very good pick, though. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a good track, but no, true. I mean it's up there not. though. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so I I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person that we've spoken to have said that is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Rust. My favorite color is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Color is pink. I'm gonna be basic as hell. It's All right. Pink. Fair enough. 
We got Good rust picks. and pink. Good combo. All right. <laughs> rust um, and pink. <laughs> uh, I've never heard two words that described us better in my life. <laughs> <laughs> we always say that, like, I'm the daisy and she's the grenade. Although, I don't know if that's still true. Sometimes it switches, but... Depends on the day. I kind of get those rust, vibes, though. Definitely, definitely call. Sure. Yeah. All <laughs> right. uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Oh, yeah. I mean, stream our EP. It comes out tonight at midnight. It'll but also, open. we're playing a show uh, on May 11th at the Sultan Room in Brooklyn with um, Meg Smith, America Jane, and Sorry Mom. Um and that's going to be our like it's a little bit after our ep releases but that's going to be our big we're calling it the daisy grenade birthday bash so there will be party favors there will be balloons there might be cupcakes there will be a pinata um (laughs) i love that and the info is all on our instagram oh yeah if you want to come to that that sounds really fun i love that idea (laughs) all right oh well thank you for now this guy's been daisy grenade and we have been the good noise podcast